So it turns out celebrities really are nothing at all like us. And uh, the recent trial of Gwyneth Paltrow uh, really highlighted a lot of celebrity privilege. Uh, if you've been following this trial, or even if you haven't, we'll get you up to speed in just a minute. But her uh, her Utah ski crash trial wrapped up on Friday and she was found not at fault. And all of this was really uh, debate about whether Gwyneth Paltrow skied into an optometrist or whether he skied into her at this very exclusive, very elite, very expensive uh, ski resort. And we're going to get into uh, what that looked like in just a moment. Uh, but want to discuss this trial and that privilege that really is at the heart of it with our next guest, who's a criminal defense lawyer and legal commentator. Ari Goldkind is joining the show. Ari, thank you so much for coming on and to, to discuss this with me. Always great to be on with you, uh, Chelsea, even when there's goop involved. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that has now come up too, because I think that the disdain for Gwyneth Paltrow for this, for goop, has really just come right to the surface, hasn't it? This has done really nothing but just remind us that celebrities aren't at all like us, and, and that there is just so much that we don't understand about their elite and, as I said, very expensive lifestyles. See, I kind of see the whole story differently. I actually don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know that's the take that many people have, perhaps yourself, or at least I know you're seeing that online. And, you know, a lot of people online are almost always wrong. <laughs> I don't see this as a tremendous amount of privilege. I see this as something hanging over her head for seven years that because she is a celebrity, because she is wealthy, and by the way, self-made, self-earned. I mean, obviously got a little bit of a start from her dad and mom in the movie business. Yeah, she's a little bit of a Nepo baby, Ari. uh, Of course, but I don't care about that. I think that's (laughs) the stupidest label of 2023, and there are many. (laughs) Okay. Um, That being said, I mean, look, the simple question is, Chelsea, if you had a child and you could help them get a start in radio, I mean, you might tell them, (laughs) be careful these days. (laughs) But the point is, you'd at least try for your child. Absolutely. Going to give give my child the best advantage. So, I okay, I get what you're saying. A hundred percent. So I think that's just stupidity on a different level. That being said, she's had this hanging over her head for seven years. The only reason we're having this discussion, and I think a shyster, Terry Sanderson, tried to take her down, is because she is a celebrity and she was skiing at Deer Valley. And here's the point, Chelsea. A lot of people are talking about Deer Valley and somehow that that's a slope that's closed to everybody. Well, Terry Sanderson, the plaintiff, who is an optometrist, he was skiing there, too. And he is not, you know, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. So that line makes me a little bit uncomfortable because there's enough division in our society right now. And I'm just uncomfortable with this idea that somehow she's lucky because for seven years or actually four years she's been sued she's been trying to be shaken down and to her credit and chelsea this is going to get a le- i'm going to get legal now okay many people in this situation like Gwyneth, will simply write a check it's a two-word letter it's called blank you money you can figure figure out the rest <laughs> just just to make it go away To her credit, she said, no, not going to do it. I'm a woman of principle. She's raising her kids a certain way. I mean, I happen to be uh, a tremendous fan of, you know, her husband and their children. I mean, if anybody knows who her husband is, one of the talents of the century. She's correct. She's skiing on a hill. And she says what this guy alleges seeking a bunch of money that he didn't earn with a bunch of claims that he couldn't prove. We'll get to the jury verdict in a moment. She says, you know what? No, 
I'm not going to do what celebrities do, what Tom Cruise does and John Travolta does and all of the names that I can go through the Rolodex, which is write checks to make stories go away. I mean, I can make a Trump joke here. Gwyneth Paltrow says, no, this is a matter of principle to me. My lawyers tried for three years to deal with you, Terry Sanderson. You want to bring this heat. Okay, I will schlep up to the courthouse. I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to win. I'm also just going to counter sue for $1, which I think is a tremendously interesting part of this story. And when the jury takes 20 minutes to come back and say, there's nothing to see here, different than what I would have done, Chelsea, if I was in her position, which is go over to him and tell him a bunch of choice words and tell him off and call him a bunch of names for wasting seven years of stress and anxiety. She walks over to him and says, I wish you well. That, to me, is the part of the story that you can't win on the Internet, which is from beginning to end. She has exuded class in this, and we tend to be living in a society that both in my business, the law, in the political business, and in the fame business, class, elegance, civility, decorum has been poo-pooed. And to her credit, she acted in a way that I think is quite respectable and respectful. This is why I wanted to talk to you about this, Ari, because I knew that you would have a hot take. And your opinion, I think, goes against the grain of the way that this is being spun, and it is being spun right now, in that she is not, you know, showing a lot of stoicism or charm. She's showing, you know, a bit of a of an arrogance and the line of questioning that she that she had to deal with when she took the stand, I think really showed a lot of that privilege and that elitism. But you're seeing it completely differently. It sounds like you're uh, describing this as really the story of celebrities being taken advantage of and maybe anybody with a lot of privilege or a lot of resources available to them really being taken advantage of. And that seems to be the core issue. That's right. I mean, look, look when Elon, fi- Elon Musk fired you know, 72% of the mouth breathers that run Twitter and therefore have ruined our world, okay? You'll remember this. He fires 72% of the lazy mouth breathers, all 18 to 25-year-olds that have ruined the world. That's serious, and I could have a serious conversation about that. So they all start suing him and start suing him. This is what people do, okay? They look where the money is. I'm not just saying that as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I see that all the time. But that's the way the world is. But there's one word, Chelsea, that really describes for me. And, you know, maybe I have a hot take. It's just what comes to my brain. I mean, if I thought you, I'd tell you I run. I think what I think. The word that to me really represents a lot of the coverage of Gwyneth Paltrow is a word that's near and dear to my heart called schadenfreude. Mm. And you may know what that is. And if people don't, you start Googling it. Good luck spelling it. But it's a German (laughs) word that basically says that people derive a perverse pleasure in watching people who have done well in life, have earned it in life, get torn down a notch, watching them get, you know, brought down, watching them suffer, saying, oh, you're not better than me, you're not better than me, even though we all know that Gwyneth Paltrow is in many significant ways leading better lives than the rest of us. And if you disagree with that and say, no, Ari, I'm living a better life, okay, fine. We can have that moral, emotional discussion. But I assure you, when I stand at the airport, Chelsea, waiting in the security line for three hours, and then I'm sitting in the middle seat between two people who are going to be in the new ad for Dove, and you can get that joke, I'm not flying private. She is. That's a more enjoyable life. So to me, a lot of the coverage of this is looking at a beautiful woman, an elegant woman. And again, we can't even get into demographics of the political correctness. I assure you, 
the coverage would be very different if she wasn't tall, blonde, and fill in the rest Gwyneth Paltrow. And I just think people in their heart of hearts want to tear somebody down who's done nothing wrong. And I give her a lot of credit, again, Chelsea, in a society, both ours and America, that is becoming increasingly uncivil and crass. What she did here and the manner in which she did it, I think is really a lesson not only to a lot of us, but to other celebrities that say, no, maybe I just shouldn't write that blackmail check. Maybe I should actually fight for myself and spend a few bucks on lawyers and let the truth come out. I admire that. But I, I mean, now with the takeaway largely being that she is privileged and even more, you know, I I guess unlikable than she was before this trial started. I mean, don't you think that this has done some damage to her for that exact I, I, reason I, I, that maybe we do derive yeah. some perverse pleasure out of watching, you know, rich, beautiful people suffer? Yeah, but there, there's, okay, but there, again, and I know we probably don't have a ton of time, there's the rub of it. We like watching rich, beautiful people suffer. When was that ever a crime? When do you ever want to have an offspring that doesn't grow up to be rich and it doesn't grow up to be beautiful? That's why there's something perverse in this to me. I don't think it makes her unlikable. I think, again, there's a lot of cultural, demographic, racial weirdness at play when it comes to Gwyneth Paltrow. I assure you, if Viola Davis... And I say this absolutely seriously. If it was Viola Davis uh, going down that slope or Angela Bassett or Oprah Winfrey, would we all be having the same conversation that this person is unlikable because they defend themselves? I reject that. I don't like any of it. At the end of the day, she was on a ski ski slope. Somebody skied into her. He found out that it was her. He tried to make a buck off her. I don't know. There's a part of me that says to people, Just look inside of yourself and ask yourself, why are you mad at her? What is the griping or sniping at her? Where does that come from? And I appreciate that's probably a little bit more introspection than people online like to have. But I'm not a big fan of when the mob on Twitter or anti-social media goes one way. I tend to think going the other way is a much wiser course of action. And I think we could probably get into a very big conversation about anti-social media, which you have dubbed it uh, the That's last mine. few times that I've spoken to you. Trademark, you got it. <laughs> but, but one more question, Ari, just before I let you go. I just want to talk about the line, of, <laughs> the line of questioning that she that she went through. I mean, there were some very strange questions that she dealt with. Like, are you friends with Taylor Swift? Why, yep. why was her questioning done in that way? So here's the other part. Now we'll go back to my legal hat. If you didn't need a sniff test as to how Sanderson's lawyer okay, was conducting it, kind of knowing, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, this is sort of a kamikaze mission, I shouldn't be here, I'm here, because, you know, she's talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's height, she's talking about wearing heels to be up to Gwyneth Paltrow, the Taylor Swift question, there were a number of other ones, this is again, and again, I, I don't mean to sound boring in this part, but let's get boring for a minute, the courts are busy enough, okay, There's a lineup a mile long to get into courts. Courts are also expensive. As I always say, Chelsea, you know who won the most in the Terry Sanderson, Gwyneth Paltrow seven-year saga? You know what the answer is going to be. It's a word that starts with law and ends with yours. It's the lawyers. Just think through what the legal fees here, the waste of time, the flying up. So to me, again, a lot of this was a bit of a show. And I don't like when the courtroom is used in that way. Courtrooms, to me, should be used to settle legitimate, real disputes, not shakedowns of celebrities or rich people or, quite frankly, poor people. Mm. 
Ari, thank you so much for uh, for your take and uh, for your perspective. Always appreciate chatting with you. Great to be with you. Of course. That's Ari Goldkind, criminal defense lawyer and legal commentator.